Oh, what up, dude? I got you a pre-shower, after-workout, right? Yeah, after-workouts. Um, it's so good to see your face in the morning, man. I swear, you got one of those faces that just it brightens me up every time I see it. That's funny because usually over the years I've heard you got one of those faces I want to punch. So that's better. It's a punchable face. It's a punchable face, but I also enjoy seeing it. Punchable? Wow. That hurts. That hurt me. Yeah. Not looking forward. I have my workout right after this is over, and I'm so not looking forward to it. I'm dog tired. You know, it's one of the, it was one of those nights where you go to sleep and all of a sudden the alarm goes off. You're like, where did that night of sleep go? Those are the best days, though. When you finish the workout today, you're going to be feeling great about yourself. Okay. All right. Let's get it going. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Baseball Today, the last regular season Tuesday edition of Baseball Today. And by the way, people are saying, hey, this can't end in the playoffs. You guys got to keep going. We're going to go. As long yeah. as there's baseball still being played, we're rocking and rolling, okay? Absolutely. I mean, there was never any doubt. Good. All right. Some huge series starting tonight, including Phillies at Braves. Phillies trail the East-leading Braves by two and a half games. So by late Thursday night, will the NL East still be up for grabs or basically over? Oh, man. I think it's going to be over. If the Phillies want to be in the race, they have to play perfect baseball against the Braves. They have to essentially win all three. They do have the pitching lined up exactly how they want it. They got Wheeler. They got Nola straight to Gibby. One thing that I, I talked about yesterday on our Talking Baseball episode was I'm curious what they do with Ranger Suarez. Uh, are they going to swap him for Gibby? That's kind of been the talk right now in Philly. Uh, but we were saying, why not have him, who he, a guy who's bounced back and forth from relieving to starting, all that stuff, why not ha have him available for all three games in a high leverage situation? I sent a little feeler text out to my buddy that works with the Phillies, and he didn't say no. He didn't say that wasn't a possibility. So I'm curious to see how they handle him. I think that's their best shot is having Ranger ready for high leverage situations. But like I said, they're going to have to play perfect baseball. Atlanta is just going to walk Bryce Harper. They're going to make somebody – they're going to say, okay, we're going to walk Bryce. Somebody else is going to have to beat us. I think they're going to play it pretty safe. Uh, but if I'm answering the question, Chris, I think that Atlanta is going to have the division wrapped up by Thursday night. Well, I mean, basically it's come down to this. Philly needs to sweep the three-game set. You can't make up just one game out of three and then be down one and a half with a weekend to go. That's just the, the math's not going to work out great for them. Uh, a lot has to happen in order for them to force even a game 163 to win the NL East after that. So you're play you have to play each game out like it's a playoff game. I like your idea with Ranger Suarez. Some guys, yes, I agree with you. Harper's not going to see a lot of pitches to hit, if any at all, over these three games. So Gene Segura, who has killed the Braves this year, has got to continue to light them up. JT Real Muto has done very well against the Braves. They need another guy to be able to step it up. And the bullpen scares the hell out of me. It just does. That's why I like your idea. I really do. I just I think it's hard to sweep a really good team, particularly when Max Fried is pitching that middle game. There have been few pitchers in baseball that have been as good as Max Fried over the last six weeks. Yeah, and I say the Phillies have their pitching lined up. The Braves have their pitching. Yeah, they do. Morton, Freed, and 
Ion Anderson. Like they got their horses lined up. That's. I mean, it's it's gonna be really. There is a path, obviously, for Philly, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I, I just don't see a sweep. So I would say, basically, it's gonna be over on Thursday night. I am rooting for a sweep because I root for chaos. I don't like one team over another. I just like more stuff to talk about heading into the weekend. Okay. All right. Up next, last crack for the Blue Jays as they play host to the Yankees. They're a game out of the wild card chase at this point. Confidence level that the Jays are still into the wild card heading into the final weekend of the regular season. I'm pretty confident in this one. Um, I, I like the Jays here. I like the Jays in this series. I also like the, that the Jays have the Orioles the last three games. I think that is a, a great scenario for them. Um, they can – you can almost bank on them sweeping the Orioles. Like, that's what, in my mind, like, right. they're going to do that. So then if they go 2-1, and one, they win this series with the Yankees, they're in, essentially, unless some really crazy stuff happens. So they control their own destiny. Both these teams do, which is really cool, and that's why this series is so big. I love that Toronto was just like, oh, yeah, just at this very moment, COVID regulations are going to get lifted and we're going to have a packed house. It's right. and wild there. It's going to be wild. Crazy. We love talking about the pitching matchups. I love what's going on here. You got Ryu versus Tyone tonight. Uh, Barrios versus Cole, who I've been talking about Barrios for a long time, how he is – he can be an ace. This, is, this could be his moment in Toronto. You go out and beat Garrett Cole. And then Robbie Ray looking to cement his Cy Young, if he hasn't already, uh, going game three. So I like the Blue Jays' chances here a lot. Let's remember the last time these two teams hooked up. Four games set in the Bronx, and the Jays won all four. Uh, in fact, they outscored New York in that series 25-8. to eight. But you hit on something that you said the place was going to be nuts. This is the third series where Toronto will have been the home team. They played in three different places. The first series of the year against the Yankees was in Dunedin. Huge Yankee area down mm -hmm. in Florida. The second series was in Buffalo. It was basically a Yankees home series. Now, Toronto's got them on their turf. They need to play it like it's a playoff series. They need to win every game. I am excited. It's the one I'm going to be locked in on. I hope the Jays at least take the series once again to force a little more chaos here heading into the final weekend where the Jays play Baltimore and the Yankees play the Rays. And you know that the Rays would love to knock New York out of the postseason. Oh, so um, I can't wait to see what happens. With that being said, I think the Yankees ratcheted it up, and I think they went two or three here. Blue Jays fan or Yankees fan, both these teams control their own destiny. Let's go. Like, get it done. This is the time now. Love it. By the way, when we use the term control your own destiny, is that accurate? Because isn't destiny just destined to happen even if you don't control it? You control your own path to the playoffs. If you win out, you're in. Okay. All right. I'm in. Now I'm on board. This Let's was your a little bit about Top Set FTs. Final week of the regular season. So here's your chance to collect the players and moments that made this season so unforgettable. Tops Bunt MLB Card Trader app. The Top Bunt, it's the official digital trading card app of MLB and the Players Association and releases new content every day featuring your favorite players, both past and present, including iconic moments. The app is free to play and collectors from around the world, they come together to collect, 
connect, and play their collections in real-time scoring contests to win in-app prizes. So build the ultimate digital baseball collection, craft or trade in lesser-valued cards for more rare ones, play the card wheel to win a prize with every spin, and complete missions to unlock new content, which is really cool. So Topps Bunt 21, it'll also be the premier destination for all playoff action. Download the Topps Bunt app now in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Go do your thing. Make the last week of the regular season even more spicy and fun for you. All right, let's continue on. The Seattle Mariners, they uh, did not allow the Houston Astros to clinch the NL West last night. That's because Seattle, behind a couple of Mitch Hanniger three-run blast up in Oakland. They're just one in a game, half games out of the playoff chase here. Do you believe in Seattle? There was that huge sign last night that said, believe. I felt like I was watching a Ted Lasso episode. Do you still believe that they have a decent shot of ending the longest playoff drought currently in North American pro sports? Uh, no. I don't. And I love this team. I love watching this team. I love a bunch of players on this team. Mitch Hanniger just putting the team on his back last night. Huge comeback win. Jumping two teams this late, six games left, is just going to be really hard for them. And they only have five. And they have, yeah, they have five games left. It's, it's just it's, it's going to be too tough. I don't even know what the scenarios are. I think they're pretty slim. They, I mean, they obviously have to win out, and then there have to be like – Right. So if you look at it this way – they have to win out, and, and Boston's got to go four and two against two last-place teams in Baltimore and Washington. That's, that's the best-case scenario for them. And then the Yankees and the, and the Jays have to, like, lose to, you know. It's, it's... Yeah, it, it, yeah, you have to – I think you, they have to root for the Jays to sweep the Yankees but then lose to the – Orioles over the weekend like there's a lot of moving parts here and that's what's it's difficult about this situation is they've been playing such good ball I actually looked at their records throughout the the months they've only had one month with a losing record mm-hmm. uh, and in September they're like 16 and 8 since the all-star break they're playing like 600 winning percentage baseball like they're they've been great and so as much as as it sucks is they're probably not going to get in like they have so much to look forward to so if you're a fan of the Seattle Mariners, like, this was unexpected. It's been awesome to watch. You still have hope. You know, watch these games and enjoy them. Uh, but then be excited for the offseason. Be excited for 2022. This this group is great. Yeah, it, it, that's tough to tell a, a franchise when they haven't been to the postseason party in 20 years because you just never know. Um, I'm happy for them. I'm happy that heading into the last five games of the season that they have something to play for. It just, but listen, we have seen some crazy shit happen. And when we look at the Baltimore Orioles and they get a chance to play two contending wildcard teams in Boston and Toronto, and we're like, God, what a dog shit year it's been for them. And if they end up somehow winning each series and throwing total chaos into this, they're going to get like thank you notes from <laughs> Mariners fans, right? I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've been a part of teams like the Orioles where like you're, you only can play spoiler. It's more of a media narrative than actually, you know, a player narrative. Like, yeah, it's nice, but you're going to go play your game. It's not like you're like, man, I really want this game so they don't make the playoffs. This team doesn't. Make-. You hate all the teams. You don't want any right. to make the freaking playoffs. You're going to go try to win every single game. 
that's more of a, in my opinion, it's more of a media narrative. And can we tell one other truth here that not everybody likes to hear? It's a long ass season. It has been a long year. Guys are thinking about how they're getting home, how they're moving their shit, how they're packing up their place. We just see it as a baseball game. We forget that at the end of the year, y'all have shit you got to do. You don't live in the cities where you play, most of you. 100%. All the guys in the Orioles, like, they've already packed up their apartment, essentially. Like, they're getting their cars ready to be shipped home. All that stuff is on their mind. Not that they won't be focused for the game. Obviously, be focused for the game. But, like, they're not sitting at home looking at the scouting reports being like, we got to beat the Yankees. Like, not what's happening. Right. Just that we, we have to tell a little truths occasionally here, John Boy, right? That's what we do. The truth is, Brandon Belt broke his thumb. Frickin' squaring around for a bunt. He took 93 right on the digit. Last time he did this was about seven years ago or so, and he was out for six weeks. We don't know at this point. They haven't given a timetable, but it's a fractured thumb. He ain't going to be in there next week, barring a miracle. How much does this hurt the Giants moving forward? I mean, obviously it hurts him a lot. He's been one of the best hitters in the league in the, over the last month. You know, mm-hmm. there's a stat. I was reading an article since August 24th. He has the highest OPS uh, except for Bryce Harper and Juan Soto. So it's a big blow to them. But the Giants have been, you know, taking these blows all season long and just marching along. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, though, Chris, uh, never fractured my thumb. I've broken some other bones in my body. Depending on where in his thumb it is, there's a chance that he could still swing the bat. Now, you go here and, like, grab a bat. He's a lefty, so it's his left thumb. So it'll be his top hand. Like, you don't have to have the thumb on the bat. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if they're going to try to figure out some way to maybe keep him on the bench and, and, and see if he can get some swings in. The one thing he can't do with that is throw. So being in the National League, that makes it extremely tough. Uh, but we'll see because they, w- they would love to have his bat at least off the bench if he can put together a Kirk Gibson. It's possible, but, man, the way the game is played these days, there's just – it's hard to keep a guy on the bench strictly for one at bat. Strictly for one at bat. Now, here's some good news. Darren Ruff is going to be activated. He had a little bit of an oblique injury that, that slowed him down the last week or so. He's had a really good year, and not just against lefties. He's done some damage against righties. I think six of his 15 home runs have come against right-handed pitching. So he can do it. If not, if he's not ready for whatever reason, because obliques can be funny, and even though he's supposed to be activated later this week, you just never know with that sort of stuff. Wade could play there. That's a position he played in college. Wilmer Flores could play there. They have other guys. Uh, this is a team that has found a way, but man, it sucks when you take the leading home run hitter and the guy who just hit his a career high in homers out of the lineup. But he's he's good. He's not like a mess against left-handed pitching either. He's got an over 800 OPS against left-handed pitching this year. Yeah, he's the unofficial captain of the team. So, like I said, hopefully he gets to stick around. I, I'm really curious at this point of the season. Does he try to say, "Put me on the bench. I can swing." I'm. I think he might. Like I said, if, if it's down here, then no. But if it's somewhere up here, I think he could be able to do it. Last time, like you said, he was out six weeks. He did it before, but it's a big blow. Darren Ruff, time to show Go do your thing. Go do your thing. All right, last thing. Uh, we had a little bit of history made when Bradley Zimmer took his brother Kyle deep yesterday in Cleveland's final home game as the Indians. Now, you've got brothers. Yeah. 
none of them made it to the major leagues. But if they had, and you had gone deep against them, would that have caused more Pluth family angst, or is it something that you would have appreciated greatly? I, I mean, I would have loved it because my brother used to hit home runs off me every single day of our childhood. He's four years older than me. He was a stud baseball player. He pitched at Sacramento State. Um, should have been a hitter because he could crush the ball. But we played baseball every single day, essentially, of my childhood. We played wiffle ball. Um, and like I said, he's four years old. And he was just absolutely dominating me my entire childhood. So if I got the chance now to be a grown man against a grown man and hit a home run, I would love it. And I can't even imagine the shit I would talk against him. I actually might, you know, that's a good idea. I might actually get, I said, dust off the old glove, get on that free. Right. It's time. It's time for me to have some retribution, bro. Good. That away. Good. Go get, what's his name? Marshall. Marshall, let's go. What, what, what do we call Marshall? What, what's the nickname for Marshall? Marshface. You call your brother Marshface? He has another uh, nickname is very inappropriate for our programming right now. Really? We, we're allowed to swear. It's very inappropriate. I'll tell you afterwards. But look, Marshface, come get some of this. <laughs> I payback. Okay, so I was watching the game yesterday. I wish those guys had enjoyed the moment a little bit more. Like, I, like they were so businesslike. And I know that that's kind of – maybe that's Zimmer's personality. I don't know Bradley that well. I've, I've met him a handful of times. But I would have liked it, maybe a sneak as he's rounding, you know, the bases, a look back, maybe just a second to see if the brothers glance at each other, a little smirk or something. Because Kyle struck out Bradley earlier this year, first time they had faced each other. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool when it's only happened four times in the history of the sport and none since 1975. Like, let's live it up. You Teams are out of contention. We're not playing for anything. It was a cool moment. Embrace the moment. Yeah, I, I wish they would have too. And I think like now looking back, they probably also wish they did it. In, in that moment, yeah, it's your job. You're trying to, you know, be professional about it, but nobody would have cared. It, no, everyone would have applauded if he was walking or running around the bases being like, you know, let's go. Yeah. I would have wish, I wish he would have done the Eli Manning uh, double bird. The double yeah. bird. Did you see that you didn't see that last night during the Monday night during the Manning telecast? I didn't I didn't watch it, but I saw I saw the highlights. My 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 buddy was on it, Matty Staff. Yes, he was. I was he. I didn't get to see it. Uh you know, listen, he's a good dude. He's a great quarterback. He's not a great interview. Okay. I'm gonna tell him he said that. No, don't tell him I said that. Well, he can watch this. But what I mean is I think they have too many guests on that show. Actually, if you ask me, like, get the guys you know are home runs. You don't have to get the guys that are strictly – like, they had LeBron. LeBron was really good. They had Coach Saban, which I thought was some funny shit, although he looked like he was being held as a, a prisoner in a dungeon. Can we get a little better lighting for the best coach in college football history, probably? And then Chris Long, who's great. I mean, he's awesome. So Stafford, obviously, wanted him on because the Rams are 3-0 and and the Mannings both know him. And he, had a, he did have a little bit of fun. But it's not, it's not like his favorite thing to do, I think. Why are you talking so much crap? The guy's the MVP of the league. Stop. Wait a second. Did I talk crap? How, how's that talking crap? I'm just kidding. I, if, you, if you knocked on his door and asked for a cup of sugar today and said, is Marsh Face here? and said, hey, did you like doing the Manning thing? He'd say, yeah, it was probably cool. It was fun. I don't think he'd be like, yeah, I'd love to go on in week seven when they return. I, 
I tried to convince him to get social media. He said no, so. Right. Kind of my point. All right, let's continue on. Um, what do you have on John Boy Media today? Well, I got a sequence coming out. Um, cool play. Uh, the Rockies had shining a little light on uh, Diaz, the catcher there, and C. Mm. had a nice play together. So okay. he's had a really the catcher Diaz had a really good year defensively. He kind of wanted to showcase that because he made big strides from years past. Uh, so that's coming out. I'm going out to do talking baseball midweek episode. Uh, and that's it, man. I got my poker game tonight. Big, big day for me. What about you? Uh, let's see here. I'm just prepping for my Giolito interview tomorrow. It'll nice. be the last one before the playoffs start. We haven't talked to Lucas in a while. So just getting that ready. Uh, the Salvador Perez interview is still out from the Rose rotation. Got a lot of feedback on it. Obviously, the headliner is what we talked about yesterday. We've all moved on from that. But there's just some amazing stories where you get to know Salvador Perez and what it took for him to get on a plane at age 16 for the first time ever and deal with what a lot of guys who come over, whether it's from Venezuela or the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico and come to the United States for the first time. And they, they're away from home as teenagers. And uh, he really, he got in depth about that. So really, really good stuff. And it's just such a good dude, man. Yeah. Good so it was a fun one. It was a fun one. All right, we're back at it again on Wednesday. So 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific. Let's get these races tighter. Let's go. I had a Braves fan MF me in the chat because I'm rooting for the Phillies because I want chaos. Listen, dude, it's nothing against you. If the, if the roles were reversed, I'd be rooting for the Braves. That's it. It's not like I like you teamless, so stop that. All right, ha have a great day, bro. I got to go work out. I'll call you if I pass out or something. Yeah, go get it. No slacking. Time to go. Yeah, build these pipes up. Later. See ya.